Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello again, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fun Podcast. Today our guest is the beautiful and dynamic and ever-energetic Jody Swift. Thank you for joining us, Jody. Thank you for that introduction, Tammy. That was nice. So, Jody, would you like to tell us a little bit about what your business is? Sure. I am the chief energy officer of a business called Studio Me. It is a creative arts and wellness studio, and it's located in Okotoks, Alberta right now, although our goal is to grow. And the idea is, is that um, we offer programming that are all artistically based or wellness based. And we've got a huge education component to it as well. And so you would come and kind of do a one-stop shopping for your wellness and for, uh, you know, it's like going to the gym except for your mind, body, and soul. And what is an energy officer? Um, I'm responsible for the energy within the studio. <laughs> so I love the idea of instead of a CEO being, you know, an executive, I was like, I'm, I'm all about energy within a space. And so, um, you know, we want there to be a really abundant energy within the space. We want people to feel great when they walk in and feel great when they leave. And part of that is the atmosphere that they're walking into the actual environment. And then part of that is the attitude of the people around them when they're there. I so love my, that. yeah, thank you. My job <laughs> is to um, just make sure that that is all copacetic. Excellent. And what is your family situation here? I am a mama. And, uh, I have an amazing partner that's relatively new in my life. And I have two boys that are 11 and nine years old that keep me hopping. Oh, excellent. So being a mom and now a business owner and all this stuff, like what are the, some of the things that, that you have been learning about money going through this lovely journey you've been on? Oh my gosh. So I have been a high school teacher for the last 18 years. And so I have had a regular paycheck coming in at the end of the month. And I was very much of an employee mindset for my entire life. And I decided I wanted to create this great big shift in my life, an apple cart, flip over the apple cart, um, to something brand new. So I had to um, really get real about um, shifting a mindset around money. And so I went from having a very deficit kind of mindset to an abundant 
and prosperous mindset. So what that means to me is that I always used to look at the sale rack for everything. <laughs> and I took a lot of pride in being frugal. And in some cases, I still do. However, what I didn't recognize at the time was that there is actually money everywhere and there's opportunity everywhere. And so I went from being that employee minded person to being an entrepreneur minded person. And I still catch myself once in a while bouncing back and forth um, because I think, you know, 18 years of ingrained, you know, dendrites firing in this one particular direction. Um, you know, this neural pathway looks like this, sounds like this, moves like this. Um, it's just taking me a little while in order to create a new neural pathway that says, or it could look like this and sound like this and move like this. And so, um, huge lessons around, uh, you know, really getting creative about where money can come from. And, and what shift. are you noticing with, with, with your boys? Cause they're definitely of an age where they're, where they're paying attention and, so, like, what are some of the things that they've mm -hmm. been saying and asking as you've been going through this change and, and all the different things going on in life in general? I think the boys are just big into instant gratification. So as long as their <laughs> needs are being met on an instantaneous kind of basis, they're pleased with whatever I choose to do. You know, um, and so they seem slightly shallow. <laughs> because of that like it's like they're pretty the result, boys mom? yeah exactly <laughs> so they've got this like what am I getting out of this ma you know kind of attitude and then you know sometimes when I'm when I'm struggling and I'm like you know was this the right decision and I go into these these phases of um you know just questioning you making sure that I'm on the right path you know one of them will come forward to me and say um don't give up you know this is a really great thing or um, my oldest son said to me the other day, you know, I'm really proud of you. I'm, I really like this place. And I, and you know, it just touches my heart because they've been through the journey with me, right? Especially as a single mom, like they absolutely have walked, you know, the path of new <laughs> with me. And so, you know, and sometimes that's giving me up um, so that they can be with the sitter so I could take business classes in the evening. Right. So it, there was some sacrifice that was made on their behalf for sure. And now they're starting to see the rewards of that and they're liking it. So when it comes to money and stuff, have they started asking you any questions or what are you noticing being their mom now? Um, I'm <laughs> my oldest is starting to realize that um, an ATM isn't this ever vast you know, opportunity to just get money. <laughs> you know, just stick the card in the machine, mom, and just buy it, right? Yeah. Just stick the card in the machine. And, and I'm like, that's not exactly how it works. <laughs> um, and he's, my oldest is very, very good at Monopoly. And so we actually play a lot of Monopoly around here. Mm. And we've got one called Millionaire Monopoly. And um, he can kick my butt at <laughs> it. His strategy skills are ridiculous. And so... I'm like, you are going to be fine. <laughs> you know, he's going to be just fine. Um, because he hasn't, he hasn't, I, I don't know. He just has this eye and this, um, I want to say propensity to, um, see the better deal. You know, his, his mind's working a little bit ahead of his, um, age and stage. And yep. my youngest is still, um, in that instant gratification stage, right? Where he's like, he plays Monopoly and his goal is to get all the cash rather than passive residual income of owning the houses ah. right? as people are passing by. And so, you know, my oldest is at the point where he's like, well, if I own these properties and you land on it, cha-ching, right? Yeah. So, 
It's that he's playing. Um, the, he's playing the longer game. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which comes with some maturity, I believe. So it's neat to see that kind of shift from, oh, I'll just have a bunch of cash in front of me and make myself look like I've got a lot of money. However, at the end of the game, when I'm cashing in all my stuff, um, the reality is, is that isn't as much money as having all those properties and investments and, you know, other opportunities that have come about I'd say by that's playing a the longer game. Of maturity. But as a person who deals with like adults and and business people and, and, and <laughs> all lot life all stages of life and walks of life and all that stuff, most of them don't get that because mm, valid. We never we never talk about money. They don't really understand it. They think if I've got this big pile of cash or or a really common one that I deal with. Um, when people get a big chunk of money, like an inheritance or something, and they're going, I want to pay off the house. And I'm going, well, let's stop and think about that for a second. Like, yes, you'll have your house paid off and you won't have your mortgage payment anymore. But this is you're only paying like 2-3% on your mortgage. And you could be doing this with your business. You could be investing and, and, and having this safety valve and, and all these other things because... Well, if you lose your job, because we're in Alberta, and right now a lot of people have been laid off because of the drop in oil prices and going, your house could actually drown you because if you need to access that money, the bank isn't going to give it to you. Yeah, being so, smart with your choices, absolutely. Well, and looking at looking at more of the, more of the big picture, and like, yes, you've got that income coming in and stuff, because yeah, a lot of people go, oh, if I've got that big pile of cash, that's everything's going to be fine, or or mm-hmm. like I said, a common one, pay off the house. And not that that's a bad thing, but I'm going, there's other things you might want to be thinking about. And then when I'll bring up the question going, oh, so your son's actually pretty ahead of the game on that one, dear. He's thinking a little differently. Oh, that's good. I like <laughs> hearing that. Yay. <laughs> Self high five. Yeah, yeah I like that. Very there's a, good stuff. There's a, a game that I played with you a, long, a while back. Um, cash flow from rich dad poor dad. Yep, cash flow. Yeah, cash flow. I'd love to get, I'd love to get him playing that. I think that would be a really great game for teens and preteens to really wrap their head around. Oh, it is. I, if I actually, I've actually had clients bring their their kids over about his age and a little bit older and and teach them to play. And it's really quite interesting to watch the light bulbs go on when they mm. start getting different things and. Because parents have a really hard time te- uh, formally teaching their kids because their kids mm-hmm. turn them out. Yeah, but they, they they pick up on like games and and trust me, they're learning from you. They're watching everything you say and do and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. But I I found that a lot of times the official like the lecturing moments they tune right out. One in in one ear out the other. <laughs> One of the things I'm really blown away by is I just had a meeting today with a woman who is doing a lot of innovation in education and particularly in the Foothill School Division. However, in order to do her job well, she needs to go to other school divisions yep. and take, um, you know, ideas about what they're doing. And in Rocky View, they are implementing a lot of new competencies that have been mandated by the Alberta government. And one of the competencies is uh, personal development, personal growth, personal development, which I was blown away by. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is financial. And I was like, finally, (laughs) are you kidding? (laughs) Like, it's so interesting because it's been like such an avoided topic in 
the um, school system, like in the public school system for so long, it's like, you know, teaching religion or I don't know it's like the, the big faux pas of conversation around the dinner table. Right. And, and finally somebody's going, why is that a faux pas? Like that's slightly ridiculous. We should be talking about money because it is a part of our construct. Like it's, it is something that we buy into and it's something that we've chosen to have as a part of our social construct. So um, it can create some really great things for us. Well, yeah, you, know? it, you can't get away from money. It is a part of life. Like unless, unless mm-hmm. you want to be a total and complete hermit up in the middle of nowhere and never deal with anyone, but you're still going to have property taxes. People need to learn mm-hmm. about it. And the schools are, are, are trying like Ontario. I was just seeing on the, on the news um, last week that they're going to be bringing in a financial component. And yes, I understand it, but most of them, they don't, understand the emotional aspects and they're just trying to teach mm. like okay this is compound interest and yes well that's good and that's interesting and stuff like that if they don't understand the emotional aspect of it and like how do people go about making their decisions what are their fears what are their goals what are their aspirations how do you how do you deal with it in relationships how does it actually sure. affect your life they're not going to get it and the spiritual connection attached yeah, to money you, all of you it. know the energy right? Money is energy, you know, energy in, energy out. You know, how do you feel when you pay for that item? How do you feel when, you know, somebody gives you something in return? What's that? What's that look like? How's that feel? Yeah, I hear you on that one. And I'm hoping that that component comes in. That component's also missing. That's a whole different conversation. (laughs) However, you know, the emotional intelligence is missing in public education as well. However, that's my, that's, that's my mandate. That's one of the things I'm working towards. And it's part of the reason why I created the studio, right? Because I wanted there to be some classes in it. Where do you learn to handle your emotions, right? Where do you learn um, that we are emotional feeling beings, right? And, you know, it's why I wanted financial classes to come out of the studio because wellness is every part of us, yeah. you know, emotional, physical, social, intellectual, financial, occupational, you know, they're all kinds of, um, well, parts of wellness that are, that need to be addressed. Well, yeah, huge. Like I always tell people when people ask me, well, what do you do? And I tell them very, very honestly, I said, the biggest part of my job is marriage counseling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they laugh yeah. and then they go, oh, well, that makes sense. I said, of course it does. Because like I said, I can deal with fixing the numbers and, and all that stuff. Like, it's so simple. I could do it in my sleep. And in fact, I think I have. My husband wakes me up when I'm talking in my <laughs> sleep about stuff. <laughs> but I'm going, if you don't get down to, like, the emotional aspects and, like I said, how do you make your decisions and and, and, and what's going on with the kids and, and all the different things. If you don't deal with that stuff, you can put together the most perfect financial plan and it's not going to last three months because totally. they'll go back and I to think, their old habits and their old coping mm-hmm. mechanisms and, and all the well, different things. Addressing the values, you know, that's yeah. why, I mean, how many times have you heard stories of homeless people or people who are down on their luck winning the lottery and then losing it all again? 80, right? 80 to 85% of lottery winners are dead broke and, and, and or bankrupt within three years. Wow. 80%. 80 to 85%. Wow. Like the numbers, there's actually a few programs down in the states where they have the big state lottos where they put mm-hmm. the, the lottery winners because it makes them look really bad when they have, well, you won, you won $50 million. How come, how come you're back living in a trailer three months, three years later? 
Because right. the people, number one, they don't understand the mechanics of it. But the biggest thing is, is they don't have the emotional capacity to deal with it. Absolutely. And there, there's nothing in their current value set that allows them to learn to receive it. Right. It's like we we are of a society where we tend to be givers and givers and givers or takers and takers and takers. Yeah. Very little balance. Yeah. Where is the balance between being able to receive and being able to give, you know, and, you know, recognizing the value. I was talking to somebody the other day who said to me, uh, we were talking about a course and she was saying, you know, I just don't know if it's worth that kind of money. And I'm like, well, what are you equating the value to? You really don't think it's worth that kind of money because you just don't have that kind of money. However, if you did have that kind of money, your, your feedback and your perception of that value will change. And I find find it's not just money. Like money is definitely a big one, but one that people talk about all the time is I don't have the time. I think it's a resource now. (laughs) Well, it is, it is very much, it is very much a resource. Like I was talking with one woman, uh, cause I do my financial class and it's one day and it's super intense. You've been to it and people, yep. and I charge next to nothing. For, I don't make any money off of it, but I do mm-hmm. charge to try and cover my costs and stuff. Cause I know it's marketing. No problem on that one. But yeah. well, I only get, I work five days a week and I only have two days to the weekend and stuff. And it's a whole Saturday. And I, I'll, I'll ask people, I said, what did you do two Saturdays ago? And they, I don't know. Going, I can't remember. <laughs> and I said, you give me one day. And it's a day you will never forget. And it's one that will positively change you for the rest of your life. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Yeah. I can. I remember leaving there with a list <laughs> of things that I wanted to do that would actually change my world. And I remember my um, Equifax score actually going up 200 points. Yep. It went from over, it was just over 600 something to now it's over 800 something by making like a few tweaks and changes based yep. on stuff from that class. Yeah. It was pretty remarkable. Well, there's so many people when I sit down and it's like, okay, well, they have, they, they never make the time to look at things. That's why I say mm-hmm. you need to have, when we're putting everything together there, yes, we need to be spending more time, but then maintenance is easy. You need mm-hmm. to have your financial day where you're reviewing your estate planning and you're looking at your insurance and your investments and, and you're going through, and it doesn't take like a week. It takes like a few hours to make sure everything is good. But it's that, it's that maintenance that people go, I don't have, we're so busy. I'm going, would you like me to explain to you what happens if there's a problem and you haven't done this stuff? And I hate Mm -hmm. doing that. And one of the things that I am loving is, are my clients that are now feeding me their children. (laughs) (laughs) Can you please teach them? Oh yeah, yeah, because I'm not mom or dad. So, and I'm also really good at just asking the questions. It's nice, too, because usually the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So if the tree is just getting it, then the likelihood that they are, they want their kids to get it probably faster than they got it. Right. So it's nice to it's nice that they have that option. Right. To be able to come to you and say, can you speak, you know, Russian? (laughs) (laughs) Can you speak in uh, financial kid language, please, so that somebody can actually get this? Or, yeah, well, I think well speaking of the languages thing, so many people are, 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 are afraid because they don't understand the language and stuff. Like I just went to school council meeting. My daughter's in a new school and I finally decided, okay, I'll go to a council meeting and they're looking for a new treasurer. And I said, no, I'm not going to be it. But the one woman that she's looking at doing it, the guy who has been doing it, 
he's he's an actual accountant, so he's he's speaking Accountonese, and and she's like terrified. And well, he says like I could go to jail, so. And I went, okay, no, actually, it's really very, very simple. He's a smart guy and a good guy, but he doesn't speak people. He speaks Cantonese. Let mm. me explain to something to you. I said, are you stealing money from the account? She says, no. I said, then don't really worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of people here that can help you. It's not the end of the world. Like, it's not that complicated. And so much of the financial stuff, this is what drives me nuts about my industry, because I go to all the different presentations and stuff, because I have to... And it's boring as boring can be. And it's, it's, you've got all these fancy charts and graphs and they use the acronyms and these big words to make themselves feel important and intelligent. And then they can't understand why nobody's buying anything or making any changes because people go, well, I didn't understand any of that, did you? Well, I, no, me neither, but we ain't doing it. And that's why adults are turned off on that, let alone kids. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think kids get um, more intimidated by it because their parents don't speak about it very often, right? Unless they're speaking about what they don't have. We don't have enough money for that. No, we can't afford that. You know, like these, the all these deficit words that come out and then they grow up with this whole mentality of, I can't afford and I don't, and I don't deserve, right? I'm not worthy That's of. That's definitely a very common one. But another one you that know? I see is because so many parents are trying to give their kids everything that they didn't have or make up. Well, we don't have that much time because they we're working and all this stuff. So they, they overcompensate and they shelter their kids from absolutely mm. everything. And, and the kids get everything, but then they don't have any understanding. They, they Parents are really good at covering it up front on the money part, but then all the stress and the other stuff comes out in the back end. And the kids pick up on that, but they don't understand what's going on. And it's either, mm. yes, the deficit or they're, we're hiding and we're shameful of it. And like, you can't even surprise me anymore. And people go, well, my kids don't know. Um, yeah, trust me, they do. <laughs> oh, Your kids yeah. are not dumb. They are picking up on it. They are as in tuned as your pets. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very much so. And it, especially because it goes back to that whole money is energy piece, right? Like you, you have a household that's, that's all about, we can't afford or we're not going to have or a household that's sure have anything you want. And then the, the underlying or, or the lovely of, mix. If you have one afford. parent, that's one way and another parent that's the other way. That's my parents. No. <laughs> I definitely had both for sure. So I think on my financial journey, I've definitely experienced both then, yeah. you know, and, and I've also I, seen a, a lot more of the time when there's, there's divorced parents. And and one parent is the the stable one and all this stuff. The yeah. other parent is the fun one and and just all the different things. And then kids, they're not getting any consistent like message or lesson or anything like that. Mm -hmm. No, I think they just pick the parent that they want to role model model them, and it's usually the same sex parent. And then um, that's it. Like, that's <laughs> what they've got. So it's like okay, let's train these parents up. You know. I think it's a good model to get the parents going so that they can then turn around and teach the kids. Well, this is what you and I are both working on on slightly different angles. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. I look at my younger brother owns the cooperators in High River and he is um, an incredible businessman. And I sat down and talked with him business to business for the very first time in our lives, like about a month ago. And um, he's very much... Um, got a lot of my father's mentality in him and I never really connected it 
because I've never been an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is brand new for me. And so, and yet he's been his whole career and as, has my dad, he owned his own company for a number of years. So it's, it's interesting to talk business with people who do business, right? And, um, it's a different conversation as you're discovering. Yeah, very much so. And, and I'm understanding the lingo, lingo and the language and, you know, I'm sitting back and going, oh, wow, that's a totally different way of looking at that. So to close up here, um, mm-hmm. if you could make, to feel that you are a success as a parent, which of course you are, mm-hmm. we know that. But, Thank you. <laughs> so when your boys hit 18, if you could make sure that they understand, like totally get three lessons about money, what are the three things you want them to know? That is a fantastic question. I would want them to know that it accompanies happiness and isn't the definition of happiness, that that creativity and intention can create whatever they'd like, and that money can be a great, um, having, having a lot of money and having abundance would be a great way to be able to contribute back to people in the world. And I'd also want them to have a sense of some effort. <laughs> involved in, I, I, I don't want them to have the mentality that you have to work hard in order to get money because I think that that can create a lot of really hardworking people who never spend their money. They never have fun mm-hmm. with their money. So I think that I, I would like that. Honestly, I'd love them to walk away with the mentality that money is fun. Like it's fun. It is. That would be, that would be a really nice kind of perspective and mindset to have is money is fun. I'm capable of getting it and making it, and um, I love to give it. I think that would be, to wrap that up, that's what I'd love to see. Well, those those are definitely some pretty awesome lessons, and I'm sure your boys will get it. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. It has been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. I'm really, really honored to have joined you today. It was really fun to talk money and business and family. It's like my three favorite topics. Win-win all around. Absolutely. Have a great day and evening and uh, week. You as well. Thank you. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundation's Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fund Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.